It means that she's got a big butt. Like, I get that's the premise of the joke, but it doesn't. If I say, but you need to do this, that's B U T. Now, if you have a butt and a big butt, you get B U T T. But, Gordo, if you have a small butt, it's still B U T T. No, I get that, but he was talking about her butt and referencing (laughs) that. I get it's like a. How mad I am at you in life right now, Gordo. (laughs) I can't. Everything you say right now, I'm seeing fire. Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Homeboys in Outer Space. Homeboys in Outer Space went 21 episodes over one season on UPN. Today we're talking about episode one, which was called There's No Space Like Home or Return of the Jedi, originally airing August 27th, 1996. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the boys, Berg, Joe, Nick, and Gordo. What's going on, guys? Fuck you, Gordo. Fuck you, Gordo. I have a whole list of <laughs> lines you, to say. I will say one, Morphe Brown. Only, only, I got two laughs this entire episode. One is when he said Morphe Brown. <laughs> Fuck you, Gordo. It is a heat wave. We're all exhausted. And this is quite possibly the worst 22 minutes of television ever produced. Hey, Joe, now you know how it feels, you dirty prick. This is not any, this is so much worse than anything I've no, ever. No, it's not. Okay, what is this it, better it, than? It, this is this is worse than we've done, Gordo, but not by a lot. Listen, <laughs> guys, guys, I don't. What's the heat? We already we watched the show before. It was uh, this was called Red Dwarf originally, right? How dare How you? Dare you? A, How god How dare, dare you? you? Somebody made a Red Dwarf sandwich and then ten hours later later took a huge steaming shit and this show came out. This is the fucking worst production i've ever fucking seen i don't even want to talk about it let's get <laughs> let, let's go come on cavemen guys. didn't even make it a full season this fucking show they aired 21 episodes there is an unaired pilot which means there's actually a worse version of this episode and they were like fucking make it again they managed to get like a ton of like guests too like john lithgow was on the show um uh, what's his name? They had from, Scotty uh, from Star Trek. Of course, Scotty got him fired because Paramount said they sue them. He was called Pippin, <laughs> which was the only funny part of yeah, this. Yeah, Scotty Pippin uh, is a good joke, yeah. but ah, yeah. uh, uh, I didn't get that until now. <laughs> if you just put Scotty Pippin from this era in a car driving around in his own space hoopty, no jokes, just pick pointing out <laughs> things on the road. Better twenty-two minutes. This is the absence. <laughs> Of enjoyable, you know the episode of King of the Hill where Bill joins the men's chorus and they won't let Dale say all the things he wants to say, and in the end he finally explodes. That is how I have felt for the past three days. This is the fucking I. I wasn't gonna drink. You guys tonight. just don't know good television. When I'm you usually see it. the Joe. You are one. no judge. You are no judge, Joe. <laughs> California you, Dreams you make went five seasons. Oh, and this went twenty-one episodes. One so. season. One miserable I'm- season. Guys, can we just, let's flash forward to an hour and a half, though, and Joe greenlights it anyways, because there was something in it that made him happy. No, no, no. There are things about this that you could tangentially say Joe might want to do it. Oh, the guy who created this also created a TGIF show, or fucking one of the guys, or I think a couple of the guys are in a different world, and I love that show. I'd greenlight a different world all day long. 
This or, this had no Dwayne Wayne. This had Lisa yeah. Bonet ate no basil. This was fucking garbage. I hate this show, but I, I know a friend who liked it, so green light. Gordo, um, you did pick this episode. I did. What was the motivation? I literally Googled what was uh the weirdest sitcom and he said this worst popped run. up and I watched the first couple of minutes and went, Oh yeah, that's what I'm picking. I'm quitting. It's this payback show. time. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's clobbering time. We need to I think we need to impose some sort of sanctions on Gordo for this one. We need to something needs to happen. No, 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 no. If we haven't sanctioned Joe, if we haven't sanctioned Joe, nothing I've done is you this bad. can't sanction me. No, bullshit. Country comfort. Uh what what was that claw show that you made us watch? I don't know, but claw show. Us- <laughs> the claw show. The show with the claw. Uh, you what know, go back claw? in the archive. No, 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 no and please, find please, it. please. I would like to. I think we all want to diagnose what show you're talking. When did about. we do Inspector Gadget? <laughs> I'll get you, Gadget. Yeah, what show with the claw? Please elaborate. I don't know. That was just the first thing I'm spitting. The only the show. In the on, by the way, I'm the only show I can think of with a claw was Danger Five that you selected. And that at least had a drinking goddamn eagle. And <laughs> Why can't we just watch that for 22 minutes? We did a couple of weeks ago. If you go to S1E1Pod.com, you can listen to us talk about Danger 5. You can. You can actually listen to all our past episodes and find all our social media links like Twitter and Instagram, S1E1Pod.com. But guys, I think we built it up enough. I think it's time to talk about this show. I think we're done. I think this is the good one, guys. It starts off with an exterior shot of space, and we get some narration. It says, space, what a cool place. So calm, so tranquil, so full of love. And then we cut into the ship, and we just get, um, it's blasting. The guy's yelling, we're going to die. We're going to die. I knew I should have listened to my horoscope today. It said I'm going to die. And then the excessively loud, and I'm assuming very drunk studio audience laughs insanely. The studio audience for this show is, I, I want to know who their warm-up comic was. I have some notes about the studio audience too. It a couple had times to have that, been a laugh track. I no, it I definitely wasn't a laugh track. I believe anybody in any era thought this was funny. You can I'm tell sorry. it's real people, by the way. Like especially when there's like individual like howls and stuff. That's very you can unique fake. To, that like, they just got every person who ever yelled like "woo" and Tim Allen took his shirt off and put him in one room to talk about the the set now, the interior of the spaceship. I don't want to see. It's not the worst thing I've seen in this whole episode. It doesn't quite look like they put enough effort into making it look like a spaceship, but I don't know. I, it, it looks spaceshipy. It looks like the spaceship in Spaceballs, which is shitty on purpose, but right. it's shitty by accident. But the spaceship in Spaceballs, and 20 years later, they give you the idea that it's an RV, so there's some room. This is like a 64 this Impala, a and they somehow have, like, this is a car that was sung about in rap songs of the time. This is a car that goes bouncy-bouncy on the street. This does not look like that inside. It makes no sense. So my thing, uh, the only thing that really bothered me, and it was just because, like, their use of computer graphics was obviously terrible. Even for, it's 1996, it's not like it's today's graphics, but even in the scope of the mid-90s, it was still pretty bad. But, like, the um, like the main screen that they're viewing out of right to look into space like their window that was done so poorly like the the you know the graphic didn't, didn't the star trek that scotty was in what's his name dohan um it, this was like 30 years before this and had better graphics than because i think that was nine it was the 60s at some point for that star trek wasn't it and they their graphics were leaps better than this and it's 30 years three decades have passed and they still fucked it up i feel like they did not put a lot of money into this show 
No, I the budget was not huge. Uh, just so you guys know, Joe, uh, it's a low rider and an 18 wheeler combined. There's plenty of space in an 18 wheeler. And a so I didn't rider. get low rider last week, but I get low rider <laughs> on this shitty show. What the fuck? Canceled show. This will be a canceled show. <laughs> so the thing is, if if you don't have the technology to do it, don't do it. Like it was, it was like a bad first generation video time game. out first what year did titanic like, come out because wasn't titanic like 1997 it was around the same listen the budget for titanic was it's not we're not saying it's not possible no but i wish i saw every member of this cast fall 100 feet into a propeller like we did in titanic <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes titanic, so good. the guy that ju- the donk <laughs> he really gets a good <laughs> flip once he hits it too yeah, 1997 was Titanic. <laughs> this is a difference of CGI in one year. I know the money is different. That guy was a psycho. You know, he was- you know what level of CGI it is? It's the CGI of the Spawn movie. And to be fair, the Titanic was probably filmed in 95. <laughs> yeah, like late 95. So. I think Spawn looks better than this, though. Watch it again. Okay, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I remember Spawn being good looking. The movie's the good. The special effects and the CGI are some of the worst I've ever seen. Like, watch Malvolja, which is the devil in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my, it, it's equal to this. And really I'll say, I, I compared it to Red Dwarf earlier. Red Dwarf came out in 88, and their use of graphics was similar, but maybe done a little bit better. Maybe. And that was done. Maybe, yeah. You're saying maybe well, now? Not, listen, guys, you can like that show more, but I'm not going to say the graphics were phenomenal in it. No, but- I'm not saying that. But um, but yeah, another seven years had passed, and technology had changed, and they didn't seem to evolve much with it. We could we could refilm this episode, and do, like just the five of us could do this episode way better than they did. We made Matt look like an alien, an oob, and it was better than this. Oh, a tinfoil, yeah, just a tinfoil. <laughs> tinfoil. Were you talking about the shape shifting was spot on? That wasn't terrible. The, all, all things considered. Oh, Jedi. Uh, the, the... <laughs> all right. Hold on. So to get, to, to get to the scene a little bit, Morris is, uh, he's trying to help Tiberius out a little bit, try to calm him down in the situation, whatever's going on there. And... By the way, his name is Tiberius, like James Tiberius Kirk. Go fuck yourself. Oh, and if they mentioned photon torpedoes, there's a guy named Jedi. Scotty is in this. I'm offended for fans of Star Trek and Star Wars, and I'm not a fan of either. Morris is, um, he was Morris Clay. Was that supposed to be because of Morris Day? <laughs> I think so. How much I better would know. this show be if the spaceship was just full of Morris Day in the time? They also leave the, the Jackson 5 bomb. Yes. Sector. There's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of word puns in this, this uh, terrible this space and pop culture word I'm play. a big pun. I'm a I'm big pun. <laughs> I'm not a big pun. Uh, I'm not, I love puns, and this was full of it. And, uh, still started. Certainly was yeah, full of it. it is full of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick just crushes a lot. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Um, while all this stuff's going on, Tiberius is very enamored looking at the the ship that's attacking them, apparently. He's like, ooh, look, they got lasers and torpedoes. And those sparkling lights, they go, wee wee He's um, they, They're letting you know pretty early that he's the dumber of the two. I and would then, say so. Yeah, and then Morris picks up this box, and this is apparently what they're delivering. This is what the whole mission's for. And he's like, oh, whatever's in here must be pretty important. We'll find out later what it is. And as they're sitting there, they're reflecting like Tiberius says he's too young to die. And he's talking about all these things that he never got to do. And Morris chimes in and he said, be on a good TV show. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think he never got to live that out anyways. But 
Yeah, but now luckily for us, when we all die, remember that we spent half an hour of our lives watching this TV show. If I could find the full season, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. There have been so many good shows. You're like, I'm not going to watch it. I don't have time. If you seek out and watch all of this show, I don't have to pay attention to this one. If it was like just on in my like at work, like and I'm watching on my phone, that's not a big deal. You'd get fired. <laughs> just for well, I'm sorry, we just don't trust you any longer. While they're while Tiberius is talking about the things that he never got to do, Morris said that he never got to make love to one of those eight-breasted women on Fishnet Five. And Tiberius <laughs> like, you never did that. Oh, you have to do that. We're gonna save your ass just so you can do that. I mean, that's a good friend right there. I think that was bad improv. I really do because it. No one writes like I'm saying that the second guy's line. Oh, Tiberius you done that. Oh, we gotta make sure you do that. Uh, like it just was not. It was just, Jay's delivery of it was better. Like Jay made it sound like it was <laughs> kind of funny, but it wasn't. Well, I mean, remember, I I am an accomplished actor. I did star in a movie in 2016. So that was. Slightly go, go better than the this TV show. On that one. So in efforts to now save him so he can bang an eight-tittied woman, they hit overdrive, and that's when we cut into like the exterior shot of the spaceship. The hoopty. And um, yeah, we don't we don't find out until later. It's called the hoopty, but um, it it just looks like um a car with satellite parts taped onto it, like, and it looks like it's wrapped in tinfoil. <laughs> that's all. It just very interesting spaceship. I, I for the purpose of this show, the fact that it's shaped like a car works. Yeah, I mean, when you think about, like, space travel in the future, like, cars make sense. Like, you know, you're not going to pilot. No, like they a- don't. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on, I guess, your interpretation of space. Um, the love the point counterpoint of an argument like this, because nobody can really win it. Well, there's not a lot <laughs> yes, of logic like forever. This, Nobody but- really can come out on top. Do you guys remember the movie The Sixth Man with, um, was it Marlon Wayans, I think? The one where he died. Yeah. Yes. Tiberius is the brother in that, the one that he helps. Oh, okay. I, was, I like I knew his face, so I've just been like looking now. I'm like, what the hell? Like he was also in Money Train, which is a great movie. He's also he's also in The Hills Have Eyes too. The remake of The Hills Have Eyes Part Two. That's not a remake of Hills Have Eyes Two. After the overdrive, we hear uh, the narration over the exterior shot. Captain's log. I love saying that. Anyways. After our butt-threatening mission on Jackson 5, we finished our deliveries and headed home, where we were welcomed as heroes and held at an enormously high regard. And then they walk into this space restaurant and bar that it's not... They, again, didn't do that much to make it look space-like. Is this supposed no. to be like the Star Wars cantina? It not, it's but it's, like too, guy, it's yeah. too open for that. Like, it's too... Looks like a 90 sitcom hangout restaurant. Yeah, it just looks like a regular bar that they kind of made spacey. They didn't do enough to, like... They didn't make it spacey like Kevin. Well, <laughs> once upon a time... <laughs> Let's not talk about spacey Kevin. I dragged Ferg and Gordo into an excellent space restaurant. No, you did not, you piece of shit. Called you Mars, my New York trip. Mars 2112 RIP. It no longer exists. Uh, Mars 2112 is this restaurant in New York City. We were 18 years old at the time. And you go in and you go into, like, this little rocket ship thing and then it plays a movie and then the other side of it opens and then you enter the restaurant and you're on mars and it was amazing i agree i agree there was a guy walking around dressed like a mad scientist doing this magic trick the finger <laughs> fucking pulling off thing going, oh where'd it go and like that was the entertainment that this cheap ass place that jay loved had it was the worst thing i've ever if you actually want, I'll try to find you guys videos to, so you can see the interior of it. It actually visually was not that bad for a theme restaurant. It was done pretty well. It was Pizza Planet. 
which is great um which you saying that reminds me this place that they go to this bar sort of looks like if they were like you're in a space bar uh escape room that like your work would make you go to one day yeah just i felt like they i mean we can say this over and over again they could have put a lot more effort into making that set look better the space bar hangout I feel like they thought this show would never get picked up. Like, who would pick up this show? What idiot! <laughs> so they didn't even put any effort. Is in. it like a tax write-off or something? There was a, like a giant screen just showing a fish tank, like the like the interior. Of, and I'm like, what? What about space? Is just showing you a bunch of fish? <laughs> Futuristic space fish. Well, technically, that's what they were. They were space fish. Well, I guess technically in the context of the show, but it was just stock footage of a fish tank that they used. To show like what it looked like outside, I, I I don't understand. Maybe they were on Neptune. Neptuna. When they yes, when they walk into the bar, they're greeted by you uh, hear "Hello, maggots." And Tiberius reminds this man that it's maggot in law because this man Vashti is married to his sister. Vashti is like he's apparently the guy who sent them on this mission, and they give him the box that they retrieved. That was like the whole like whatever's in here must be very important, and. So when Morris presents him the box, Vashi's like very excited and he opens it and he just pulls out a slice of pizza, which was mushroom and squirrel pizza. To which I went, ew, mushroom pizza. <laughs> I like <laughs> mushroom <laughs> pizza. Yeah. I like mushrooms. You I guys- like mushrooms, not on pizza though. Have we had the pizza topping conversation? I feel like I we did because so, yeah. we have a lot of food conversations. I think we've had the Hawaiian pizza conversation. I think, yeah, specifically that. Yeah, because we posted the video online. The I know, well, I know the... The pineapple on pizza specifically we talked about. It's still not a pizza topping. Gun to your head. We'll do it quick, guys. One topping you could put on pizza. What would it be? Mushrooms. Is is cheese a given on this pizza? Yeah. It's, it's, let's say a standard cheese pizza, like red sauce. I go pepperoni, but I like pepperoni extra cheese. Uh, one topping? Uh, probably, honestly, onion. <laughs> I love uh, onion on pizza. Yeah. I'd rather but I go, squirrel. I usually do sausage onion. Um, sometimes I'll do extra onion because onion on pizza is delicious. I, so amongst you guys know my favorite topping is eggplant on pizza. Nick, you give me so much shit for it, but if you gun to your head, would just eat onion pizza? No, not until you try it. I've had eggplant pizza and it's not good. You'll never eat an onion pizza. <laughs> I just think eggplant keeps trying to be chicken parm and I can never like it. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> like eggplant yeah. parm. That's kind of good sometimes. It's not chicken parm, though. It's trying. And it's, it's not chicken it's, parm. No, it's it's different. It's like a veggie. No, but it tricks you and you think you're getting a delicious chicken parm, but they trick you and it's a vegetable. It is my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, with Ferg on It's my one. favorite food disguised as my least favorite thing. To serve Ferg a big plate of broccoli parm. But my favorite uh, pizza topping is buffalo chicken pizza. I do one. like buffalo chicken. Nick has a deep-rooted hatred for chicken on he pizza. He does. He doesn't like chicken on any pizza. It doesn't belong. I'm sorry. It gets too dry. Yeah, it's it gross. It doesn't translate. All right. Well, I'll eat the buffalo chicken pizza while you eat your pineapple and onion pizza. <laughs> onion? Ooh, I bet that would be really good, actually. Oh, stop it. It's a good mixture of sweet and not sweet. <laughs> sweet and stink. <laughs> it's like sweet and not sweet. Enjoy your girl repellent. So once Vashti walks off, uh, the two of them start talking about how, as kids, they always wanted to explore space and for fame and fortune and not to go on these milk runs. And then you cut to Vashti reminding them that they forgot about milk. And then he does like a gag where he coughs up a squirrel tail. Did laugh at this. Right? Was that what that was? I did laugh at this. Yeah. There was no squirrel on that pizza. That's all I'm angry about. Did they show the squirrel tail on it before? Well, there's not going to be like a squirrel's head just like poking out. But I also thought milk with your pizza is a terrible option. 
not something I would typically. But this cheese, I mean, it's dairy, right? It's uh, not that crazy. I'm sure I've done it. I drink a lot of milk. When he shoved the squirrel tail back into his mouth, the fucking studio audience went wild. The studio audience is all over the place. So that was like not the reaction I expected there, but it was one of the funnier things that happened in the episode. And so Morris says that he's going to give Vashti a piece of his mind. And right as he's about to say something to him, this guy who's just sitting in a chair tells Vashti that his drinks a little watered down. And Vashti shoots him with this like space it wasn't even like a gun. It looked like a like a laser pointer. Yeah, like a like a prod, and uh, it instantly like liquefies the guy. Again, the graphics are terrible. The graphics are great for this. What other show has liquefied people? Alex, Alex Mack. Mack. No, she's like Mercury. Like she's like Mercury. This guy like was like photon dissolved. This guy was my favorite character in the whole episode because I was so jealous of him because within two minutes he got to disappear from it. I was like, oh fuck this guy. <laughs> After he hits him with that, the guy, he liquefies and he just goes, so are you. Uh, and the effect after, so first he like, it flashes and they do this little water thing where he disappears and then left in the chair is just, maybe it was just like some dry ice they left on it. So it was like smoking. It was too early for someone to just blow vape ov- over the chair, but that's <laughs> essentially what it looked like. They didn't have vapes back then. That's what I'm saying. It was too early. So it was maybe dry ice. Oh, I but thought I you meant no like chunks. in the morning and I was like, I don't know. I didn't even think about the schedule. <laughs> no, not too early in the day. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant. Oh, production was probably at nine in the morning, so no one was vaping yet. No. This is where I'm at today. <laughs> that leads us into the intro, the actual intro song to the show. Fergie, you must have loved this. You love when there's full theme songs. I love when it's a good full theme song. This was an amazing theme I song. I knew you would and love it gave this you the whole song. It gave you the whole plot of the show. It gave you the whole plot of the show when it, it was did. It was one of those theme songs that sings you the entire plot of like why the show exists. Hammer Man. Man. Hammer the Man. Hammer Man song was great, though. This was good. This was good. Homeboys in outer space. Something, something, something. That was so good. You remember all the lyrics to it. I'm glad. You even remember the harmony and it the really melody. stuck, yeah. It did. But, uh, I mean, listen, for what it was, I thought the... They could have got a better vocalist. They probably could have got a better vocalist for it, but it was okay. It was okay for the show. It works. It felt very. It should have been faster. It was like it was a longer a song. Slow song. Like it felt very nineties UPN though. It did. It fit like, it, with the, the programming of the time on that yeah. channel. Yeah. No, this was this was good. This is like one of the better things of the show. You can keep saying something's good. It doesn't make it good. You know, <laughs> it, it is good. From there, we get to the like the next scene is they're still in the restaurant, but now it's just the two sitting at a booth. And Morris is writing an ad, probably to like find them work, like kind of like a classifieds. And it says, Soldiers of Fortune with state-of-the-art spacecraft have flown numerous life-threatening missions and received many accolades. And he asks Tiberius, what do you think? Tiberius, who's looking at some girl's butt um, sitting at the bar, goes, I think whoever put the extra T in butt knew exactly what they were doing. Does anybody get that joke? Nope. That made me laugh. It was like, yeah, it was one of those, it makes you laugh until you think about it. You think it. about it, you're like, what does that mean? It means that she's got a big butt. But what, like, the extra T? Like, I get that's the premise of the joke, but it doesn't If I say, land. but, you need to do this, that's B-U-T. Now, if you have a butt and a big butt, you get B-U-T-T. But Gordo, if you have a small butt, it's still B-U-T-T. 
No, I get that, but he was talking about her butt <laughs> and referencing right. that. I get it's like a. You know how mad I am at you in life right now, Gordo. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Fucking everything you say right now, I'm seeing fire. You deserve it again. How do I deserve it? No, I was saying Joe deserves it. He's mad at you. I said you deserve I it. I pick great shows. You don't pick good shows. Four out of five dentists agree on this show that nothing we've done is worse than this show. Therefore, I've only picked better shows than this. I would honestly, like, there's a moment I'm going to have to, like, reflect on every show we've watched. And I bet, I feel like I've walked out of other shows being angrier. Because this was, like, not a good show, but it didn't bother me. Because I knew walking into it that it was not going to be a good show. This bothered me and caused me, like, mental pain watching it. Which I haven't had that reaction to any show we've done. I've got, I've been like, this show sucks, but I've had a good time hate watching I was just mad watching this the entire time. I like the idea of Ferg in bed like, no, no, <laughs> like putting covers over his eyes. <laughs> Ferg, you wrote in the chat earlier, you were like, I might just not watch it. And I was so infuriated at you. I was like, if we all sat through this, you will join us. You do not get to beat us for this one. I'm never going to not watch an episode. <laughs> Big show show? You. Better than this. I didn't. No, you can't I use that. You greenlit the big show show. I'm no, I'm no. You guys didn't like it, but you can't use that as an example of the show worse. We can't this. play in hypotheticals, but I feel like if the big show show didn't have a wrestler in the starring role, it would probably be the worst show. No, Country Comfort was worse than Big Show Show, perhaps. But Country Comfort's still better than this. And guys, l- listen back to those episodes if you haven't already. Those are some of the er- kind of earlier ones. First, now it's funny to talk back like that because it's been a while, but. Country Comfort is now third worst for me. All right. California Dreams is worse than Country Comfort, and this is worse than California Dreams. California Dreams. Now, there is a TV show with a theme song. I can't argue it. If you think this theme was too slow, then that theme is definitely too slow. This didn't have surf dudes with attitude. Yeah, nobody in this was groovy. This also didn't have a really crappy theme song like that. We talked about. California Dreams plenty. If, you, if people want to go back and listen to this, we, we still have plenty of this episode we got to get through. Oh, I hate that sentence so much. So now this woman walks in named Ama. They do that pause so the audience can howl at her because she's an attractive woman in like a pleather jumpsuit. That was, I mean, that was very common back then. Like anytime the attractive woman showed up on a sitcom, the pause for howling. Yeah, the classic woo. Most prevalent with Kelly Bundy. Yeah, this is a big Kelly Bundy move. Now, I didn't notice Ama, but did she put the extra T in butt? Um, she seemed pretty curvy. I don't remember if she ever spun around. Also, to be fair, the version of this episode that we watched looked like somebody smeared Vaseline all over the screen. It's such a, like, yes, yeah, generation. Version. I couldn't really make out much so of it. so bad. Damn it, Joe. These were space cameras. Right? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot that the cameras got decidedly worse in the future. It's one of those things where... We've said before, some shows are harder to find than others, and this one you can find on YouTube, but it was not a crystal clear version. So apparently this woman, Ama, does like the same, she's in like the same line of work as these two, only much more like successful at it. And when she sees them, she's asking about their latest mission. And she was like, what's it for? Gum? Knowing that they kind of go on these insignificant runs. And... They reply by going, oh, you should have seen how happy Vashti was when he saw what we brought him. And Morris like, yeah, he was as happy as a man with a squirrel in his mouth. So I guess squirrel is just delicacy in these times. You know that old saying that we all still use to this day, as happy as a man with a squirrel in his mouth? That sounds like something you would say. 
It sounds like something Grandpa Simpson would say when he's like going off on a long drift. It's like, and we had a squirrel in our mouth, which was the style of the time. Like, it's not a thing anybody would really say. Yeah. Simpsons did it. You think it was some kind of like space squirrel or like just... Did they, they go to Earth and grab a... Just some standard squirrels, Earth I think. Squirrel? In the future, they must have made their way to space, too. They get in everything. Them and the chippies. Ava says they've uh, both had a profitable day. And she says, feast your eyes, pure zirconium. And it's the most valued metal in the universe. Let us celebrate. And the acting there was not phenomenal. When she delivered this line, it was very... It felt very high school play. And I'm not gonna... I don't want to, like, chop everyone apart here. Just in that particular way, she over-delivered... That it felt like, I don't know, I'm not going to say everyone was a phenomenal actor in the show, but she seemed the most unnatural whenever she spoke. I think that was her character, though, because she was like a race of alien. I don't think that was established. <laughs> Did you just make this backstory up? I mean, she's a, she's a space woman. So are everyone else in this? Everyone. So it's feasible that they have many different planets that people come from. Maybe that's just her way of speaking. Yeah, she comes from the planet of middle school theater camp. But, it, it, and who knows? I don't know. Some of it's bad acting. Some of it's also bad writing. So it's not like... Just some of it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> Just some you only have so much to work with. But then she pulls a chair out from under some guy who's at another table, but not to sit in, but so she can put her foot up like she's Captain Morgan. And then she's like about to drink like a shot and says that it's um to wash the taste of blood from their mouths, which I thought was a cool line, actually. <laughs> It was dark. This show gets a little weird, the violent stuff, and it's way more sexual than I thought a sitcom in 1996 would be. Some of the lines... This show doesn't know what it wants to be whatsoever. Like, there's times where I feel like it's a children's show, and then, like you just said, there's, like, sex jokes. It probably should have leaned in to be more of a kid's show, to be completely honest. Probably would have been the right way to go. I think I get the kid show vibe from, uh, I don't know the actor's name, but Tiberius, the way he acts, he acts like a goofy Nickelodeon He's like, very animated, right, character. For sure. That like, probably would have been a much more successful show, but then instead they interject a girl from, like, in Vogue being like, he always fingers me, right? And you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as we talk about sexual situations in the show... She says after she satisfies her thirst, she's going to go buy herself a man to satisfy her other desires. And Tiberius is like, well, how much are you planning on spending? Because I'm pretty cheap. And she tells him she would break him in half. And he responds by telling her both pieces would be smiling. Are we, are we to think that there's, I know it's like the, he's chasing after her throughout the episode a lot. I, I don't want to try to delve into the show in a serious way too much, but you think the goal is to get them together at some point? No, I think he's horny yeah. for any girl he sees because he fucking wants the spaceship too. Yeah, he, I think he's just going to. I think the. If I had to guess, it's him the whole season trying to get with any girl that's around. That's yeah, possible. Like James Tiberius Kirk, who bangs everyone, including aliens. And I believe this is this is his son, right? That's why he has the the namesake of his father. Yeah, we didn't look up the year of this show in comparison to the year of Star Trek. Oh, space years. Yeah, like when they're when they take place. All we know from the theme song that told us a lot of information is that this is the 23rd century. So it's around the year 2200 something. But this is when we meet Jedi, <laughs> not Jedi J E D I, but Jedi. E-Y-E, because uh, he has an eye patch. How did they not get sued for this? I mean, they did get sued, like we said, for Captain Kurt, uh, for uh, Scotty, rather. So the fact that 
I mean, maybe Star Wars was like, no, let the Trekkies do it. We're not going to stoop to their level. They're lucky Disney didn't own uh, Star Wars yet. They would have sued the shit out of them. But yeah, as soon as I heard that, I was like, that's very, I know it's a play on words there, but Jedi is very specific to, to start saying this character's name is Jedi. I wonder if it goes on to, and I mean, I'll never know, Jay, if you watch more of the series for some ungodly reason, let us know. I don't think I'll be able to find it, if we're being honest. I don't think it's findable. But if they keep making jokes like this, the whole series, I wonder. Like, everything is a reference to... I bet. There's so much of it in this one that I'm sure. Maybe that's why it's so low budget. They're fending off all these lawsuits from, like, George Lucas and Scottie Pippen and... (laughs) I love the idea of... Uh, Your Honor, please rise. Now we will stand for the case of Scotty Pippen versus Homeboys from Outer Space. <laughs> oh, that is a courtroom I would love to be in. So we find out Jedi was Morris's idol growing up, and he says he's never going to wash his eyes again after seeing him, and the two go to introduce themselves. Morris starts telling him about how he wrote an essay about him in grade school, and Tiberius informs him that they're fellow soldiers of fortune. And Jedi has this, like, royal accent and i was like this has got to be fake right he sounds like um if you guys recall mayor ben from jubilee zoo oh yeah well this guy's a huge voice actor so he would probably just i told him to do a voice like yeah so i I looked it up a bit because the the actor and i wish i forgot to write his name but he was like he grew up and he's a cop in clerks too oh is he really i think i think he's the cop when they bust in and they're in the middle of the donkey show and he like yells like what the i think that's him He's, um, yeah, he grew up in, like, Mississippi and Atlanta, so this is not his native accent at all. I like that you couldn't say the actual Clerks 2 line without getting us canceled. <laughs> I miss my donkey. Clerks 2, I say it all the time. A movie way better than it deserves to be. And I'm hoping Clerks 3 holds up. It looks okay, but it does not look like it'll be as good as Clerks 2. Probably not. High hopes. As Jedi is talking to the two, we got, like, the side shot of Ama and Vashti talking, and Vashti's like, oh, you should warn your friend that he's talking to the two biggest losers in the galaxy. And she tells him, well, they're the ones that should be warned. So um, a little peek at who Jedi might be that he's not, you know, Morris looks up to him, but maybe he's not as, as highly regarded as we should assume. It's foreshadowing, I think. A little bit of foreshadowing there. So great writing. See? And I know. I know. And you got, and Joe just won't see it for what it I'm is. Sorry. More like foreshadowing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, too, just real quick, Jay, when you were saying, like, they did that voice, later on, they call him a poofter, which is a derogatory slang word for a gay person in England, and I honestly feel like somebody in the writing room heard that word and thought it was funny. It was like, make a character of an English accent so we can squeeze it in. Like, that's what this feels like to me. Like, they worked backwards from a joke that was not going to get any laughs and does not make sense in this country and made him have that accent. That's my thought. Maybe it means something else in space. <laughs> That's true. We do, we're not well-versed in space dialogue. From 200 years in the future, I guess, yeah. So, essentially, when they cut back to them, Jedi's telling them about this area called Crab Nebula, which we get the joke, oh, yeah, it's, uh, they serve that down at Larry's Fish House. But um, apparently, it's just this area that has this rare, valuable mineral called uh, Galendium, and essentially, the idea is that they will give Jedi a ride to this area and then they will all split the profits when they collect it. This is the one space name in this whole thing I actually laughed at, which was uh, Zorgon the Punctual. I just love that that's... He was so punctual, they just call him that now. Yeah, it was um, because we get the whole Jedi saying, oh, you guys would be too busy, right? You wouldn't have time for this. And that's when we find out, oh no, we were actually supposed to get in a fight to the death. 
Zorgon the Punctual. So if you guys had a space name, what would your space name be? Uh, Jay. Gorglup. <laughs> it's five Gorglups. I would be Gorglup. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real your name is Needle Dick scenario right there is what that was. You guys wouldn't have a, fine, if you guys could have a title after it, what would it be? Like, you would be Joe the blank. I don't even know what that is called in English, but I'm sure there's a word for it, a suffix. Sure, we can do that, I guess. Sure, so what would you be? You would be Joe the... Anxious. Ferg the... Hungry. Fuck. I feel like we're playing Mad Libs right now. <laughs> yeah. A dumb podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> This did not go as good as I thought. <laughs> the nice man fed the cat. <laughs> all right, all right. I found a, I found a generator. We're just gonna go around the horn real quick. Gordo, you would be Blaragorn Nalit. <laughs> Joe, you would be Admiral Lug. <laughs> That's right. L O O G. I don't know why that's. Right. I'd rather uh, Admiral Lube. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it Lube? That's way funnier. Uh, Jay, you'd be Monane Gatorkin. <laughs> Um, Cousin of Manny Patinkin. And f- <laughs> for some, Ferg's is a lot different. Ferg is the mighty Blozard of Anelko. <laughs> Blozard! And I guess I'd be uh, uh, Bontisi Babip. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Gordo. We had the internet help, but we know. We Any know. artists out there who want to make some renderings of these names for us? I don't I want to know that. why Joe gets to be an admiral. Yeah, I'm in charge. This episode is canceled. We're done. Back to bed. <laughs> I don't know if Admiral outranks the mighty, though, Ferg. So you might oh, be. It seems like I would have official power, but you would just beat the shit out of me. and <laughs> It wouldn't follow any of my orders. <laughs> what was my name again? You were uh, Balaragorn Nailit. Nailit. N-A-I-L-I-T. That sounds more Lord of the Rings than... I, I think Aragorn is a Lord of the Rings word, right? Yeah, Aragorn. Aragorn, yeah. Gorn. I think it's Aragorn. I just know because there's a band called that. and I think I knew, I knew that was why. Aragorn? Aragorn, an old 80s metal band. Aragorn. Yeah, he's the camera. Why does corn come up so often? So um, now we get back on the ship, and Morris asks Pippin how the repairs are coming. And he says he's working on it as fast as he can, turns to reveal that Pippin is uh, James Tuhan, who played Scotty on Star Trek. A huge reaction from the crowd again. Do any of them know who that is by seeing him? No. I don't think so. I didn't even know who it was. You didn't? No. Oh, I knew who yeah, it I knew was. Who it was. Oh, I mean, his voice, the thick, the thick Scottish accent. No, I, didn't I think was. if you went to a space sitcom film, you, I don't know, especially I, I one in you, the nineties. Yeah, you should know who he is. And plus, he was in all the Star Trek movies up through. I was going to say, 90s. don't forget, this isn't too removed from Star Trek: The Motion Picture, which was huge, and the sequels all through the eighties. So he's present in culture but i'm assuming he has like 15 ex-wives and lost all of his money because i have no idea what the fuck he's doing in this episode he lost the bet this is like a drunken bet he has to do it it could have just been a good pitch it's the pilot episode it's not like it's season three and he's like i know what this the pitch would have been could have been great and then it ends this is like the aristocrats they tell you like 20 minutes worth of the stuff and you're like it sounds good and they go we're gonna call it homeboys in outer space and it does not matter anything <laughs> you said before that you were dead in the water he was only divorced three times but he has 10 children well that'll do it <laughs> oh well, scotty likes the fuck he was giving her all she's got captain <laughs> scotty liked to fuck scotty passed many years ago actually he was divorced twice well one of them is just because he died oh, well well, R.I.P. Scotty. R.I.P. You could say he got beamed up to heaven. Yep. 
So um, have some damn respect. I first off, I still want to say I'm very upset with myself for not getting the Scotty Pippen joke. It like I'm. It really bugs me that I didn't catch that. Are you still having your own joke? You know, when we were talking about um how bad the CGI is and the effects. Do you remember the Nickelodeon show Space Cases? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. hate being from Uranus. You're the butt of every joke. That came out in 1996, and that was a Same kids' year. channel. It leaps and bounds better effects than this. I completely forgot about that show, but I loved it. I liked it a lot, too. There's that one kid whose ears looked like they were those pecan walnut swirly pastries. Yeah, the kid from Uranus. That, that was the Uranus no, kid? That, that's Radu, who, who was from Uranus. The guy you're talking about was from a planet they made up called Andromeda. Are you looking this up, or do you, did you retain all that? No, he's not looking that's this impressive. up. That's impressive. Andromeda is a galaxy. Yeah, but this is like a planet. It was something like that. It, may, it might not have exactly been in drama, but he was from a made-up planet, and everyone was racist against him. We could do space cases. I think that fits. Maybe eventually. Yeah. Because, hey, we got to run the, run the clock Nickelodeon out. Nickelodeon has a lot of better shows before we tackle space, space cases. Space cases in an episode that we're going to be doing when we all look like Scotty looks like in this episode. We're still doing this 40 years from now. We're like, we've gotten down to space cases. We're running low on TV shows. We talk early about lawsuits, and Joe, I want you to get into it because I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of this. Because next, you have him saying like, "You guys are worse than my last employers." Always on my back with Pippin beam me up, Pippin. We need more power. What about me? What about my needs? And I'm like, you're getting really like, we get the joke. Yeah, a little too close. What about Raven? You can't. Yeah, you can't. I also thought yeah. that you can't start with the beam me up and all that. Like you're now you're really treading that needle. And Paramount felt the exact same way and threatened a lawsuit. Pippin was supposed to be a character throughout the whole of the show. And they took him off after the pilot because of the lawsuit. Couldn't they have just in theory, just toned it down. Like with the references. Yeah. They could have called him something else and been like, just be funny. Don't write jokes that are Star Trek references, but listen, this show was so bad. They didn't want any correlation to their product. Yeah, I wonder if they were just like, no. I'm, I'm sure there was like a negotiations thing where it's like, what if we just like, nope, I'm sorry, you can't. People see this and they think Star Trek, that's bad for everybody. I always thought it was interesting, though, like that line between when it's parody and when it's copyright infringement. Because we, you know, you mentioned Spaceballs earlier, like Spaceballs can exist through like the eyes of parody. Well, no, George Lucas allowed Spaceballs to happen. Like he let it. They had to ask him. He basically gave them the rights and said, the only thing you can't do is make merchandise. And that's why there's that scene where they're like, Spaceballs the movie, Spaceballs the t-shirt. That's like a joke about how George Lucas wouldn't let them do. Spaceballs the sequel, the quest for more money. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> Mr. Coffee. Okay. Uh, why didn't we watch Spaceballs? Yeah, there is a thing with parody, though. Like, there is lines that no, you, you can't. You need I need permission. A... Uh, it's like how... It's like how Weird Al didn't get permission for Gangsta's Paradise, and now he has to watch out for Coolio wherever he goes. Well, no, no, no. With with things like that, you basically just have to pay. That's what the rights are for weird things like that. So, like, Weird Al still has to pay people for those songs because he's rearranging a song somebody else wrote. So, like, Coolio couldn't have stopped him if he wanted to. Coolio was just well, mad he didn't par- There is parody law. So, like, to go wrestling, like the NWO shirts. When the ECW came out with the BWO, they didn't have to pay... WCW any money because it was parody. There is a I, I'm not a lawyer, so I, I can't What? <laughs> I know, shocking. Get right out of town. But there you are correct. There is a way that it doesn't make it copyright. And I think it's the way that you use it. And I don't think putting this on a national, you know, national broadcast show would constitute as parody. 
Yeah, Ferg, you've watched like every episode of South Park. Like you you have seen that yeah. line be tested over and over again. I would say to a degree, probably The Simpsons and Family Guy too, right? These are shows who are pushing parody. Parodying is an exaggerated version of what you're copying. And like you can't use like I don't think a satirical version of the same thing would fly because it's not exaggerated enough. So I guess the more you exaggerate, the better. So Morse heads over to his chair and he activates like the computer system. And this is when we meet like the mind of the ship, Laquisha. And she says like, Morris, you don't have to uh, be so formal. After all, we've gone through all these galaxies together. And she says, it's Laquisha or Ms. Jones, if you're nasty. She's a very animated woman. Uh, she's always seen like, she's a human uh, visually, but she's only seen through like computer screens. Like Holly. Like Holly and Red Dwarf. I was going to say, it is, it is like Holly and Red Dwarf. It's a very similar, she plays a, a similar role in the and show. In later seasons of Red Dwarf, Holly is a girl. Wasn't it only for a couple of seasons because they fired the guy for being drunk? I don't remember why they fired him, but yeah, he there was some issue, so they brought in a, a woman, and then I think later on it changes back. Was she a hologram? No. No. Waka waka. So, it's very clear early on that is very into Morris, but doesn't seem to like Tiberius at all. And when she signs out, Tiberius starts talking to Morris about how they need to get a new computer system, that the memory is starting to get faulty, and she's slowing down. And just overall that, it's getting old. And then she pops up and with the, oh, no, he didn't. And uh, starts yelling at him about how she's not old. And they're having a little bit of a back and forth until Jedi shows up. And he hands him the coordinates and says that, you know, in a few days, they're going to be nothing but wine, women, and song. And that's when Laquisha pops up again, tells Morris, she doesn't mind the singing, but there's no need for wine and women. Why do you need all that when you have me? And he's like, well, there's just certain things that a computer just can't have the circuitry for. And she goes, oh, is that so? And tells him that she's going to rock his universe. And then, does someone want to explain what she happened? She space fucks him. He, yeah. This is the scene in Ghostbusters where Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. Only it's full sex. And he's just writhing like he's in the electric chair. It is so fucking stupid. And it's so long. It goes on in way In my notes, long. I just have, uh, it just says space orgasm in my notes. It was very interesting. Yeah, it's, he... <laughs> He does make it to completion, it seems. And then Tiberius hops in the chair right after and asks for her to do him. But then she just shocks him. You just get like the little like kind of electricity uh, effect over him. I have something to say about that later when uh, the thing that happens with um, Jedi. So, okay. <laughs> when we get to it. And then it cuts to a little bit later on and the two are talking about what they're going to do when they get all this money. And Morris wants to fix the ship up, build a reputation. Tiberius just wants women. And they're kind of just having a back and forth. That's the gag where Morris says one thing, Tiberius goes back to women. And that's just kind of all that's happening. Until Jedi walks in holding this huge gun and tells him to meet the newest member of the team, Big Bertha. She's a bit bossy. So if I were you, I'd do exactly what she says. Come to find out that Galenium isn't even a real thing. What is real is that he's about to jack their ship. I feel like carjacking at this time was like happening a lot and people were getting killed. And this also seems like a weird thing where it's like, eh, well, we'll just push it to like, I'm, I, I don't, that's, I'm not saying it offends me. We make jokes about this stuff all the time. I'm just surprised with all the lawsuits happening around this sort of stuff with like Beavis and Butthead had to stop using the fire fire thing. You know what I mean? That they would be like, make a carjack joke on this show. That's clear. Well, that's half for children. Again, some for children, some for adults. I don't understand what the show is. Well, the firefighter thing, like, children were setting fires, and, like, that was what was happening. Well, well, no, they actually weren't. People just blamed it on Beavis and Butthead. The kid that lit his house on fire had never seen Beavis and Butthead before. Oh, okay. 
I learned that on a documentary recently. You watched the Beavis and Butthead documentary? Yeah. I want to see that. Okay. Is it a YouTube doc? Yeah. Okay, cool. Could it be that Beavis and Butthead was a cartoon and therefore interpreted to be for children? That stuff happens a lot. Yeah, it was a different fair. time. I mean, people do. I think people just see cartoons and like let their kids watch them and then they get outraged. No, they had they had the thing at the very beginning, though. The Beavis and Butthead are not for children. They're not even American. They're cartoons. Oh, wait. I mixed up two of them. When, um, so after this happens, though, you get this, like, a shot of them clearly just standing in an empty room with a green oh, screen. so bad. That shows them, like, standing on the planet as, like, the ship flies away, so, like, the camera kind of pans out. It was bad. It was really bad graphics. That was, I, I, that was one of the corniest parts of the whole show. Plus, they were just in space without spacesuits. Where's my suspension of disbelief now? Yeah, we, we don't get into, um, oxygen levels, uh, from planet space to planet. Space has changed in those years, guys. Yeah, they've they've all adapted. So now, um, in the next scene, Jedi is standing. Uh, he's sitting in like the captain's chair now of the ship, and he's saying, "Well, it's not the best uh, ship I ever stole, but it'll do." And Laquisha pops up, saying that everyone knows who owns the ship, and he's never going to get pr- past the first checkpoint. Why doesn't she defend herself? This is what I was talking about earlier. The, like she could have hit him with the oh. orgasm ray. She could have shocked him over and over again. He's in that specific chair, and they that already is true. That's she a good can point. do it. It said she just hits, he hits mute or turns her off, and she's just like, all right, later. Yeah. Um, in this point, Jedi morphs, like, shapeshifts into Morris. So now we see that he has this power, I guess, if he's ever to be stopped. I, uh, it got mentioned earlier on in the episode. I thought, as far as their graphics go, that was one of the better things that they've been able to do. I'll give on. it that it is one of the better ones. It was good. It was good. Good is not the water. You guys just want to hate this show. You guys don't want to know. You guys don't want to like it for what it is. A cool space show (laughs) with homeboys in outer space. That was such a little kid response. I loved it. It was a cool space show and you guys don't respect it. Oh, Gordo, I love you. I hate you right now, but I love you as well. (laughs) So, um... I just hate you. Laquisha pops up saying that, um... (laughs) She's pretty confident Morris is going to come up with a plan and they'll get the hoopty back. And it cuts to the two of them in some old lady's ship. Now, in a lot of these cases, like it's there, these spaceships aren't as huge. Like in this case, it's more like just this woman's vehicle. Yeah, this is just like she has like a coupe. Yeah, and it was basically, it's set up as if she just picked them up as hitchhikers. You could call it the space coupe uh, this woman, real quick, did I mean everybody should recognize her because she's been an actor forever and she's in a million things. She's uh, the naked neighbor in Roseanne when the old nudist couple moves in next door, which is a great Roseanne story arc. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, not vivid in my head right now. It sounds familiar, but they find out DJ has been watching them the whole time. Ooh, what a way to grow up! And then Roseanne flashes her. Oh, this is it's a great episode. What an episode! Does she have a tattoo of Tom Arnold on her stomach? Roseanne. On her stomach? No, I think it was on her butt with two T's, <laughs> if I had to guess. Why don't you get a look at these? Well, I, uh, I think Tom Arnold had a tattoo of her, right? Yeah, I think they both got that one might of be each true. other. I don't know what they did to them. Or they both still have the same one, I don't know. Maybe. Um, did, did you guys notice in this um, in this woman's spacecraft, she has like the, the fuzzy steering wheel cover? No, I was too busy hating this show. No, the, the Vaseline smear on the... Uh camera wouldn't allow me to uh you didn't get a lot of sharp details yeah no so morris is trying to solve where jedi could be going with the ship and thinks they could be going to remula and the old woman's like well i'm not driving you as far as remula and tiberius is like well how far are you willing to go then and she says how far do you want me to go and you get the shot of her hand 
on his thigh and like riding up pretty she high. Pretty high. And then you get this cut to his face, and he like just mugs at the camera with this awkward smile, shocked face <sighs> that I they die. leave it on. It's a little Cosby. I thought it was a. I thought it was a pretty funny face, but they left it on him for a while. They did leave it too long. And then after there, we cut back to the restaurant where Pippin is talking to like an alien. And this alien, like, oh my god, this is um again like a mascot costume. Again, not to bring up Roseanne again and Tom Arnold, but do you ever see the episode where Tom Arnold leaves the show where he tells Roseanne he like leaves a note for his wife or whatever that he's been abducted by aliens and they just think he's like a shithead, and then like the the scene after the credits is literally him on a spaceship. Like they wrote into the show before the show is even wilder. That's exactly what the puppets look like. And I wonder if they were just like, Oh, do you have those fucking alien puppets from Roseanne last year? Just grab those. It was, it was, it was rough to see what they use for the alien in this. But as they're sitting there, he's telling them about how I told him, if he wiggles those pointy ears at me one more time, I'll beam you up where the sun don't shine. And it's like, again, this this has to have been what broke the camel's back and got them yeah. So, yeah, they had to be like, you can't keep saying it. Once is fine, but you're really pushing it. You don't understand. Spock's their golden goose. Like, don't don't bring him up. There had to be a point where, yeah, like maybe going back to the... Then they were like, okay, if it was a one-off here and there, we get it. But if every time this character pops up, you're just going to talk about Star Trek. Like, we're... We're going to have to cut this off right I wonder now. if Nimoy saw it and he was the one, he was so pissed off about that, that he was like, that's it. This is out. Like, if there was bad blood between them in real life. Oh, that's illogical. <laughs> so, uh, Vashti walks up to the two of them. I'm under the assumption Vashti owns this restaurant bar, or at Seems least- Seems to be the proprietor of some sort, yeah. He said he has this mission that he needs two worthless maggots for, and is wondering where Morris and Tiberius are. And he uses his remote to, like, change the TV to- the inside of the ship, which we get him like essentially like in a kind of a FaceTime way using the monitor to talk to the uh, computer system, uh, Laquisha. And she's all in black now with a black hat. And she's, she's crying. in mourning. She's very, she is mourning the loss of Morris. He's dead. He's dead. And he, she's asked, what about Ty? Oh, he dead too. He does not care. She fucking hates this guy. And she says, Poor Morris, he was always so good to me. He always fingered my keyboard like a gentleman. The like, fuck? Okay. That was, uh, that was a little... I can't even go 90s because you couldn't get away with that. Like, then, like... I thought the, the like, not implying, but straight up saying fingering, but yeah. because she was a keyboard, because she's a computer, it was like, that was the only way you can get away with I it. I thought they would have gone, like, a little, like, you know, he always my hard drive or you know something like to make it sound sexual but not be so overt but to actually just blurt out fingering i was kind of stunned it was it was weird to hear that line be used like that to just say fingered yeah yeah i'll give you that i mean it was a computer after all so that's how they get away with it for sure yeah i feel like you know they're not going to put fingered in any kind of i feel like this is like the one time you can use fingered and they really went for it well at least he was doing it like a gentleman you know what was even weirder to me is after this part, when he's done talking to her, he changes the channel back, and it's just like black and white stock footage of roller derby. Classic. <laughs> I didn't notice. I didn't, even, I didn't even notice. I was so like, wow. I just kept checking the timer to be like, how much longer do I have in this goddamn show? That was one of those things that as soon as it happened, I was like, what on earth? Of all the things that they could have flicked the channel to. It's just black and white stock footage of roller derby. I mean, I guess that's less jarring than in Muppet Babies if they open the closet and there's just like Nazi marches happening and you're like, this is a children's cartoon, correct? What is happening here? 
But why does she suddenly think they're dead? She was just at one scene earlier saying they were going to be making a plan. Like, like she knows yeah. they're on a planet, but... Yeah, it's not like he killed them and dumped the bodies. So, yeah. Again, I know this is what we typically do where we dissect. There's not going to be a lot of logic on this show. No, this isn't logic heavy. But if you want some good old-fashioned racism, here we go. Mm, yeah, The soon. cabbie? The cabbie and their comment about... Uh, well, you will touch it. So we get this exterior shot of a spaceship that's, um, we get the Captain Log narration again. And we see, um, like a space taxi flying through and it's a yellow cab spaceship, like the check marks flying through space. And Morris says, after explaining to the cab driver that we weren't black, we got him to give us a ride to Nebula where we found the hoopty. And then they walk in the ship and they discover Jedi isn't there. So the plan is to let's just turn the spaceship on and, and get out of here. But before they can, this human-like alien creature with a heavy Pakistani accent shows up saying they aren't going anywhere until they pay for the ride. And he's like, settle down, Sabu. And yeah, not good. Not good at all. So by the way, that character's name is Habib. So I will say this. This is my only however in the situation. They did use an actor who actually was from Pakistan. That is true. Which helps a little bit because at first I thought it wasn't. I thought it was... um. Just, I, I thought it was um, like a black actor they used because it looked, but they put so much makeup and a little bit of prosthetic on them. And again, bad. Yeah, not great prosthetic. Bad quality that we're watching. So it's tough to see. But um, so I thought it was just someone doing the accent, which I was like, oh, a little rough. So I, I wanted to do a little extra homework. And then when I saw the actor was like actually from Pakistan, I'm like, not as bad. No, I'm glad that they got a Pakistani actor to do it. But then like his name's Habib, sure. And then they call him fucking Sabu. And you're like, Jesus, guys. That actor's in a ton of stuff, even to this day. Yeah, he's probably the most famous guy he's in on a, the a show. He's in a ton of stuff, yeah. He's even in King of the Hill, which we were just talking about. Flex is probably the most famous, right? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? That Flex, Flex is the most famous person on the show. No offense, Tiberius. Flex, if you're listening. I just, that made me laugh. I don't think Flex is that famous. No, we went over the couple credits that you would know him from. At least the other girl's in In Vogue. Is she actually from yeah. In Vogue? In Vogue on uh, the most recent season of The Masked Singer. The one with Johnny Rotten? I don't know if it was the same season. They really run they through run them quick, quick these yeah. days. I've never seen that show before. I don't know. It's great. I, t- I told you guys, if you just fast forward through all the extra stuff, just watch the performances and the reveal, great. But um, he also says, all I know is, you better give me my money before I have to get physical up in here. Laquisha pops up and discovers Morris is alive and pretty excited, less so when she sees Tiberius is also alive. And she tells him about how Jedi is out looking for treasure. And apparently there's a, what was it, 50 million shab ships? Is that what they said? <laughs> B- buried on the planet? <laughs> I don't even know what they said. I couldn't make it out. The writing of this show, I can't believe they just didn't call it like Space Bucks. Well, that's what they use in Spaceballs. So I feel like then Mel Brooks would have sued them. (laughs) I tried Googling and uh, I was looking for apps. I couldn't find a shop ship to USD converter. So I don't know how many 50 million shop ships is. I bought something on eBay that was in shop ships and they really raked me over the coals on the uh, conversion rate. That sounds like a, like a, uh, a thing. It does sound like a thing. No, no, no. What am I thinking of? <laughs> a, a cryptocurrency. Between what's the Stanley Nichols to shrink oh, conversion? Yeah. The same Stanley as this Nichols. conversion between. Uh, uh, I forget what he oh, said. It'll come it's to funny me. Though. Oh, I forget. No, but this sounds like a cryptocurrency. Star one going to start Shab Ship coin. <laughs> I mean, I probably would make a lot of money. 
Not gonna lie. Shab Shib to me sounds more like a racist name that they would have called the cab driver than anything else. I was gonna say it sounds racist. Yeah, it sounds racist. <laughs> so Gordo, maybe don't call your company that. That might be bad before you get off the ground. No, I mean I just meant like the nonsensical name. I didn't It also sounds like something Mork from Ork would say. Nanu. Nanu. Do you remember the old um there was a Aziz bit they he said like anything could sound racist under the like depending on like the way you say it? And then he found like a Indian guy sitting in the front row. He's like, "What are you looking at, Kit Kat?" And it was like, <laughs> like because of the way you say it, sure, but he just called him Kit Kat. Like that's not a racist term at all. The claw. Speaking of the claw. But um, after she says, "Okay, back to me," and starts talking about how rude he's been to her, and that um, she he pressed the mute button on her at some point while they were traveling, and when this is happening. Because uh, Tiberius goes like this and mutes her as well. When she's telling the story, she's speaking and then she gets muted. If you listen, she mutes herself. Like she's talking and then just starts miming the words. Of course, that's technology exceeded. Because her last couple words, if you listen, she dulls down her voice into it. So it's like, it wasn't like a hard cut. Like they just told her to just be like, yeah, so then I would. And she just stopped. So it's one of those why forget like your budget and graphics just the editing choice of having hey you just do it with your voice on your own instead of us just muting you yeah it's like so much easier to do it that way speaking of that jay how is your bobcat goldthwaite voice coming along (laughs) i recently came off of covid and i'm still coughing every day i barely that will make it better by the way gordo in in your absence i asked them last week for you thank you for I barely sound like Jay right now, let alone could do a voice that high pitched. It's not even high pitched. It's, but it's you can just give voice. us a but you can just give us a little little snack. I will try to have something ready by episode one hundred. Typical Jay putting stuff off. We did cavemen for you. You gotta do Bobcat for a hundred. We'll we'll try for a hundred. Is there any sitcom we'll look for all the sitcoms Bobcats in if we ever touch on it. He's definitely gotta be in a couple. But um so Tiberius wants to head out and beat Jedi to this treasure. And Morris doesn't want to go out. He said, I don't want to give this guy another opportunity to kill us. He says, like, you know, for that amount of money, like, I'll give him all the opportunities in the world. Morris reminds him, hey, when we had elections for captain, who won the coin toss? So now we know Morris is the, why he's the captain of the ship, but not based on much merit. He does seem like the smarter of the two, though. And so Morris says it's time to leave, but the cab driver steps in saying, you know, they need to pay him up before uh, he opens up a can of whoop-ass on them. And at first I was like, is this because it's 96 and like Stone Cold Steve Austin? And I started doing a little homework because I, I literally didn't know. I was like, did he start that term? No. But no, whoop-ass has been like, opening up a can of whoop-ass has been the thing since like the 70s. But I will say 1996, I think this is why this term is being used again. I think Stone Cold brought it into prevalence. Oh, yeah, because these people like buy cans of whoop-ass at like Spencer Gifts and stuff. Like it, it, it like re-entered the cultural lexicon. The only person in, in pop culture that was using opening a can of whoop-ass was Stone Cold. Yeah, so I feel like in 96, when Stone Cold became Stone Cold, that's why you're hearing it as much as you are in a show like this. Not intentionally a reference to him, but I think that's that's got to be yeah, it's why. It's just like in the zeitgeist again at that point. I was just going to say, this is wrestling like going through all of mainstream culture. At this point of the 90s, like this, this was when... High, wrestling was the entertainment. This the was when all the kids who made fun of us for liking wrestling started wearing wrestling shirts to school, yep. and we went, what's happening? Yep, yep. 
Yeah, this is when people would just tell you to suck it all the time. <laughs> like that became the <laughs> yeah. annoying thing. Also, the most annoying parts for teachers everywhere in America, where every middle-aged school boy had a teacher that boy suck was, it. was getting suck it sent to them. I remember one kid one time to Jay and I, I forget who it was, but he was like, I got two words for you. And then he did the suck it hands, but then didn't say suck it. He just didn't say any words. And like, and then we made fun we of him. roasted him back so hard for not saying any words that he like, he gave up and went away. I was like, I think we just. Oh, what a weird. That's like, it's oh, such a vivid memory. And I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Berk. It's like when uh, Gordo ran into middle school and did it, and the teacher goes, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Nick, that was, he wasn't in the school. He, he was like, I was from the outside window, and he like <laughs> oh, yelled okay. into the glass. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say, you think about that stuff now, too. We're like, imagine you as an adult. You know, you're in school as some kids, like, hey, man, suck it. And you're like, all right, keep it moving. I get so easily annoyed by kids, and then I always have to like, Tell myself, you were so much worse. Oh, yeah. We were watching an episode of Shameless the other day, and one of the characters is making a video for, like, his baby, and he says a thing about how, like, when you're done peeing, don't put toilet paper on your pee and it's shaken off, right? And I just laughed because I was like, oh, at some point, somebody has to tell you that, which is weird. But then I thought of every single male teacher we ever had until we graduated from school would walk in. He used to tell you to shake your penis and not put paper towel no, on it? No, he'd tell you that if you, he'd always make the same or some variation of the joke of like, if you shake it more than once, you're playing with yourself. Like, every teacher would come in to check to make sure nobody was smoking in the bathroom would say You were that. having different conversations with every teacher then because I've never been told that by a teacher in my <laughs> Has life. Has nobody else heard that? I've heard that a billion times. I've heard, I've heard the phrase before. I've never heard it from a teacher. I'm sure it's come up, but not at the extent where it's like a vivid memory of every teacher saying it teacher to me. Teacher said it to me and my dick numerous times, and I think that maybe I'm repressing some memories that are going to start coming out now. I think I would have got better grades. Joe's in there shaking his pee-pee again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was right around the time the Boogie Nights came out, so it was really popular to hang dong. I mean, I remember people saying that, but I don't ever remember a teacher. Like, I remember, like, us joking with each other, like, oh, stop shaking it. But, like, we're kids to each other. I remember kids saying it to each other. But if you shake it more than three times, you're playing with yourself. All right. Okay. Let's just move on from this. Well, it's really it's, stuck on this. It's even in the, the classic Rob Snyder movie, The Animal. Was it um Detroit Rock City when the kid's trying to do like the amateur strip night and the guy's like, shake your wee wee. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Shake your wee wee. He throws up into a picture. <laughs> movie. Surprisingly Great still movie. funny. But then he loses to Sirloin. <laughs> <laughs> Sirloin, a much better pun than anything in this TV show, and I'm guessing came out the same year. So um, to get back into it, Morris and Tiberius, they, they get into an argument now over the plan. Uh, Ty doesn't want to deliver mushroom and squirrel pizza forever, and he says that Morris always plays it safe. Morris says, no, I just play percentages. I'm with Morris. I think if we're going to be serious about it, there's an answer somewhere in the middle. Because playing it safe all the time is leading them to where they are. They don't take any risks. Yeah, but if you go with Morris, you leave, you abandon him on the planet, he dies, and you go back and you dig up the treasure anyway. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> They're like <laughs> best Jedi's friends. still going to be there. <laughs> well, imagine Jedi's going to... Well, yeah, well, if you just wait a while until he starves to death or whatever, yeah. But yeah, so Morris tells Lucretia to prepare for liftoff. And Ty's like, you know what, I'm out of here. And next you just see him outside walking on this planet, just holding a giant pickaxe that apparently they keep on the ship. Um, 
And it was just like the visual of that was just so <laughs> funny. Prospectus pickaxe. I was gonna say the same exact thing. <laughs> so he says to himself, "You know, I've gone the first years of uh, sorry." So then he says to himself, "You know what? I went the first four years of my life without Morris. I can go through the next four minutes." That line made no sense. Nope. Nope. Not at all. I mean, was it really? Did he really think that it was gonna take him four minutes to find treasure? And then he would, and even if he found the treasure, he has to get to him. Like I don't yeah, know. Is Morris coming back, or is he gonna die? Or is this a booty reference? What? No. Think about it. Oh, the next four minutes, and he's looking for booty. What booty is he looking for? He's looking for treasure. Cin- cin- cinnamon. Oh, cin- cinnamon. I saw you starting to cinnamon. say cinnamon and was like, he's going to say cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. I'm going to cinnamon. <laughs> for treasure, <laughs> if you're a pirate, it's booty. That was a delayed one for me. <laughs> Bananas for Bonanza. Oh, it is a so, thousand degrees and we are all falling apart. So um, Morris then shows up and tells um, Ty that, you know, he's, he's there to help. He couldn't leave him. And that Jedi left the map where the treasure is. And Ty's like, oh, what a stupid jerk. I bet he leaves that patch over his eye to keep his brain from leaking out. And you cut over and you see that Morris shapeshifts back into Jedi, like a back and forth kind of thing. It's... He doesn't permanently change. It's more like the insult angered him. And and it was enough for quick enough so we see it, but Tiberius doesn't catch it. And then now they're at the spot together. And he goes, this is the spot. Can you dig it? And he goes, yeah, I can dig it. It's like, no, can you dig it? And I thought. That's a decent joke. That line, actually, I thought was funny. I thought that was a pretty funny line. So it cuts to a little bit later. And Tiberius is like maybe waist deep now in this hole. And he finally hits something. And he says, you know, we're rich. And Morris, who again, remember is Jedi, says from here on out, it's nothing but wine, women, and song. And it goes back to Jedi's voice. like royal uh, british voice. And Ty kind of thought it was weird, but it wasn't weird enough for him to think anything was wrong and put two and two together until he finally morphs back into his normal form. You get like the damn. Well, he pulls out the, he pulls out the little gun first. Yeah. And he goes, yes, he goes, and he makes a comment about the gun, yeah. And when he asks him if he has any last words, Ty like starts delivering the speech. And I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know if it was like a famous piece that I'm not recognizing because he gets like into it, but he's cut off a little short. It's, he asks him if he has any last words, so he's making a super long speech, so his last time on Earth can last long. Oh, I got why he did it. I just thought maybe the speech was a famous speech that I wasn't catching. I feel so bad. I normally try to track these things. With one minute left in the sitcom, I was so far checked out. I didn't even, I didn't even trace. In my notes, I don't even have these as a speech. I think it was just little bits of a bunch of different speeches, but none of them correct. I, I couldn't tell you exactly which ones. While this is happening, though, it looks like Jedi is about to shoot him. Morris walks up from behind, and he holds him up with a finger gun, which actually tricked him enough to surrender his actual gun to Tiberius. Do you think that's the finger gun he uses on the keyboard? That is. That's the very finger he uses. And he says, looks like the tables have turned, huh, Morphe Brown? Again, okay line. <laughs> Morphe Brown. Uh, Morris says that he couldn't take off without him. So now Jedi goes, you guys outsmarted me, but... You know, it doesn't have to end this way. There's an even larger treasure on NASDAQ 10. Uh, and he says, give us one good reason why we should go into business with you again. And then he shapeshifts into just some like big tittied girl in a bathing suit top. And this is a, another that, time. That was weird. Very weird. Like, so was he going to fuck him? I, I assume he was saying like, if you fuck me, 
we could share this treasure. Or was he just going to show them boobies? Maybe. Maybe both. So the crowd, the studio audience really cheers for this. And it was like mainly like the, the females. There was a lot of female cheering in this when he turns into this. Like woman. it was that actor's friends or something. Like, she's like yeah. she finally made it on TV. We're going to go support her. You go, girl. <laughs> yeah. That would be sweet. Um, Why are you guys making fun of that? That would be sweet. Yeah, it would have been really heartwarming. Um, but yeah, when when he turns into this woman, Tiberius goes, "That's two good reasons." You <laughs> like know, titties, referring to her breasts. So now um, we're back on the <laughs> ship. Ride the baloney pony. <laughs> <laughs> gotta tell that get, story. Get into it real quick. You gotta, you gotta get into it. I think we've told this story. I think before. we have. Did we? Yeah. Gordo was prank calling people and for some reason letting other people dial. So I dialed thinking? his I dialed his house and handed him the phone. His mother answered and he's just going on his prank call thing. Is he you wanna play some bum darts? You wanna ride the baloney pony? And then she just goes, Michael? <laughs> Michael <laughs> Mom? <laughs> and it might be to this day the hardest I have ever laughed in my entire goddamn life. Oh, Did you God. record that? No, God, no. That we was before any... that. Although there were years of recorded ones. We started recording them later. There was one I still no, yeah, think this was of. years before recording. Sometimes that Jay was on the phone with a person saying that he was lost, and this was the era of primitive cell phone directions, and you said to the guy who was genuinely trying to help you but thought it was breaking up, even though he was expecting no company, <laughs> do I take a left or go shalom? <laughs> Which makes no sense. And the guy was so perplexed that he just like sputtered out. And that Nick was the time that I like lost it. So I was like, why was Shalom the word that came to your mind? I don't know. Was it? It was so fucking funny. One of my go to prank calls for a while was the pretending I was lost thing. What about when I f- was this a prank call or we in person somewhere and Jay realized that the person didn't speak? any english whatsoever and this was parking my car at the train station (laughs) he just goes oh yeah kitchen sink diarrhea (laughs) 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 and you know and you say you don't like poo jokes i don't but you know it's sometimes funny to think back on the complete shitheaditude that was part of our youth Kitchen sink direct. Yeah, and just nodded. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to go forward, we're, we're at the tail end of this episode. We're back on the ship, and uh, Laquisha's like tearing Jedi a new one uh, while he's like tied down. She's saying, like, your long John Silver ass, and he's like, stop, she's making my ears bleed. And we cut over to um, Morris and Tiberius, and like, you know, we did it. We're finally true soldiers of fortune. And that's when we get correction, boys. That's my fortune. I'm a Watson. She was the the girl in the pleather jumpsuit from earlier. So then Ty says, "You know, I did save some of it for you, but uh, you have to earn it the old-fashioned way." Hmm. Uh, Space hooker. Yeah. I guess. Um. Typically, I would say that coast to coast is a little inappropriate for him to say you have to sleep with me to get this money. But she did talk earlier about like getting a male hooker. Nineties. So I guess it was okay, <laughs> Sex right? Work is work. No shame. Yeah, in this world. But apparently, Jedi stole this money from her three years ago. So she's just going to retrieve it. So she takes like this canister of money now and hands him like a very small reward from it, which I think we later find out is something like 3,700 out of the 50 million. So, um, 
she walks over to Jedi and just says goodbye, Jed, and gives him like this big kiss. And Tiberius is like, you know, I tried to double cross you too. And she goes, oh, you did? And then walks over to Morris and gives him a kiss as well. So that's why I thought maybe the, the, there was going to be this conquest to him to get with her all the time. Because now she like, in this episode, kissed everyone but him. It's probably a recurring theme, but I don't think they're actually going to get together. He's probably chasing her at all times. Maybe like a, you know, the DJ Jazzy Jeff going for um, Hillary Banks at all times. It's got its conquest to get ass. He was going to sleep with the changeling. Get ass. <laughs> yeah. He's an ass get man. Get some ass. Bow, bow. Another fucking J moment. We got pulled over one day driving to Fitchburg by a state trooper and all the windows were down and you just would not turn down the I'm an ass man Billy Gunn song no matter how many times the cop asked you to. <laughs> one of the many times in my life where I was a passenger in a car and just turned to the person next to us and was like, we're going to jail. Like this just happened and we're going to jail. Why would you not turn it off if a cop told you to turn it off? <laughs> I can't explain a lot of things i did at that age um i really don't know i remember the moment but i don't remember the thing is though is i could see you doing it today <laughs> not if i was told to, to turn it off or whatever um i do remember that it was one of those cds that it wasn't even the real version it was like all covers oh, yeah. of those of wrestling songs <laughs> is it kids bop <laughs> kids bop is it <laughs> what are the lullaby ones now hush a bye baby or whatever so um the two are sitting there and they're talking about, well, at least they made some money, which was the 3,700 shab ships or whatever. And this is when the cab driver pops up from like the bathroom, I guess. It says, you know, with the meter running, that's exactly what you owed me. And he takes it and walks off. I'm glad that Habib got to take the money from these two fucking dildos. And uh, they go, well, at least we got the hoopty back. And this giant piece like falls from the sky. And you just kind of end with this exterior shot of it flying off. And, um, that was that was the conclusion of the episode. The only other thing is, during the credits, they are replaying the space orgasm scene, like, over the credits. Uh, also, on the YouTube version that we all watched, it was taped from TV, so there's, like, 30 seconds left, and they're like, next week on Homeboys, and I have never closed a window out faster <laughs> in my entire life. It was, like, 11 years old looking at porn on a computer, and a parrot opens the door level of closing a window. It's like, I do not want to see one more second of this fucking show ever again in my life. Joe's watching porn in his room, and his dad opens the room and goes, you know, if you shake it more than three times. I'm like, Dad, you're not a teacher. And then, then Joe walks in on his dad watching Homeboys in Outer Space, and he's like, no! <laughs> I'd be very depressed if I walked in on my dad watching Homeboys from Outer Space. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was the whole episode. Um, listen, it was not a great show. Um, I do like covering shows like this. Um, because it is fun conversation and it's just, it's crazy to, I just think when we look back at when we first talked about doing this show, our show, and the different shows we'd cover, the idea that shows like this existed and how did this ever even happen? How did this make it on television? is kind of like the reason we started doing this. So for every decent show that we cover, I do like covering shows like this because it's just so fascinating to think that this show even existed and had 21 episodes land on television. I have to think that if Red Dwarf didn't exist, this show wouldn't either. This had to, I know there's a gap in time between them, but it had to pull from that, you know, fundamentally to become a show. So I think had Red Dwarf not existed, we wouldn't have had to deal with this show. I think too, this is a weird perfect storm of UPN is like a really new network at this time. 
So they need tons of programming. So you can kind of throw some stuff at the wall at that point to see what sticks because you don't have other options, right? So a lot of these shows sort of came and went because, and that's probably why this stayed on the whole season is because they didn't have a mid-season replacement to replace it with. They paid for it. They were going to get whatever they could out of it. That's a good point, actually. Well, other than that, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to say about the show that we haven't covered in nauseum. Uh, Shib Shab, I was trying to write that backwards, and it took me a, uh, I don't, an embarrassingly long time to write backwards because I thought maybe it was something, but it's Bis Baz. Thanks. And muffins fell backwards and sniff them. Oh, I thought maybe they would do something like funny and no. Why would you think they had, that? They had, they had 22 minutes to try to do something funny. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they had already proven yeah, that they, they didn't were try to do it in that. forward. Why would they try to do it in reverse? All right, guys. Um, I don't think there's anything. There's nothing left for us to do here but do the green ladder cancel. Um, I always say I'm going to do the order I see you. I'm going to go reverse this time because it always starts with the same people. Ferg, I'm going to start with you. I've seen better acting in porn movies than this show. I hate this show so much. And you said if red dwarf didn't exist this wouldn't i love red dwarf and i would fucking erase red dwarf off this planet if it meant i didn't have to see this show once fuck you gordo cancel joe (laughs) i'm laughing at gordo's fuck you from ferg look i think i've made my points pretty clear on how i feel about this episode and this show i don't need to like rehash all of those same points this was a terrible terrible sitcom I've sort of talked myself into the idea that UPN was new, like my last revelation a couple minutes ago, and that's why it lasted this whole time. It's the only way it makes any sense to me. Uh, this is nothing against anybody involved, but this is by far the worst show we've ever covered. A couple weeks ago, we did Will and Grace. I personally just didn't like that show. I found it not an enjoyable watch and kind of hard to take notes for and just like sort of get for the show. What episode did we do last week? Uh, Last week was George Lopez. George Lopez. Complete opposite the next week. A show I really enjoyed. It was fun. It was breezy. This week, right back to Will and Grace territory. I was miserable watching this. Miserable taking notes. I'm sad that trees had to die for me to write notes about this fucking show. It is such a cancel. Fuck off and die, Gordo. Nick. Yeah, I mean, what can be said that hasn't already been said? It's a bad show. Gordo, you're going to greenlight this show only because you picked it. It's a contrarian uh, uh, greenlight coming up from you. There's no way you actually like this heap of garbage. It's a truly, truly bad show. It's unoriginal, unfunny, um, it poorly acted, poorly written. Everything about it is wrong and bad. And I hate it. I hate you, Gordo. Fuck you. Go green like this bullshit. Gordo. I don't know what... Listen, I'm not actually... It wasn't good. I mean, it, it, it wasn't. Good man. I, I will admit that the, that the graphics were not good. The writing was not good. It was very campy. It was very dumb. I will, I will give you all your point. But I still want to see what happens in episode two. Like, I mean, you know, if you look at this, like, I've watched, like... uh mothra a bunch of times i've watched rodan a bunch of times don't I've, you dare yeah well guess what this is the same thing it's it crappy writing thing. yes it is it's crappy writing cap crappy graphics same thing godzilla all that like that's not good it's not good same premise here it's not good but it's good 
So it's a green light. I want to see what happens because Joe, if you had not shut off that uh, television, or if you had not stopped it, I'm actually intrigued. What I miss? You missed where they went to Pleasure Planet the following week, and they had and, Ty- and Tiberius said, "Oh, can you spank me?" And the girl went, "Not without a reservation." And then they walked away. So guess what? Little bit of peek peekaboo there, but green light for me. Yeah, and didn't they just do the same thing on the boys? I've never seen the boys. Um, so listen, I'm not I'm not gonna green light it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna I'm canceling it as well. But I will I'll say I did not hate it the way you guys hated it. But it wasn't good. But I can watch shows like this and enjoy them for what they are. It's a piece of shit. But it's like fun to watch it because it's bad. Um, especially to like look back in time where it's an older show now, like being in the mid nineties, and it just kind of gives you, even though it's supposed to be in the twenty third century, it just kind of gives you like that glimpse into the past, which is always fun. Um, writing bad, acting not great, graphics terrible. I think Gordo does have a point. We do like shows that are objectively bad because there's because they're objectively bad. Um, but in this case, the, I have no memory of watching it when I was younger, so there's nothing to pull from there. Um, I think maybe if it was a show I watched when I was a kid, I would think differently of it. But yeah, ultimately, there was nothing good enough for me to want to continue watching this. But I would say out of morbid curiosity, I, if the episodes presented themselves to me, I could see myself watching it for fun, but not because I thought it was a good show. So you agree with it? But I'm not greenlighting it. I'm going to cancel it. Um, do you have a fuck you, Gordo? Because we all had a fuck you, Gordo. Do you get one too? I, I just feel like I can't because I'm, I like covering shows like this. So no, I, I do too. I like that. And you Gordo, know? I love you. So I, Thank you. I love you too, Joe. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not, I will not give him that anger because I like the opportunity to do things like this. But ultimately, to, to wrap it up, sorry to homeboys in outer space. We are not giving you the green light. Um, you are being canceled. You do not live on episode two. So that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. Make sure to go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links everywhere where you can listen to us, everywhere to follow us on social medias. Please give us uh, an ad on Twitter and Instagram, s1e1pod. Interact with us there. We put up daily content. Um, always something to check out there. Usually clips from the show, videos. So if you want to actually see our faces and not just hear us you can go there for that stuff we're on youtube we're everywhere um give us follows but again not to keep you guys much longer because i'm sure you want to go off and watch this on your own on youtube that's all the time we have for this week so thank you guys goodbye i know we got the worst homeboys in outer space thank you i was waiting to stop you and go we didn't get the best of anything <laughs> <laughs> you, you were ahead thank god <laughs>